Maybe they're right. I spend too much time in fantasy land. What does it feel like? I always thought I wanted this kind of life. I never imagined any of this. Get them now. If you save one life, you save the world. Cosmic. I cannot get Dude. over the colors, man. Like, the colors are so freaking cool. Like, I love, like, the, the combination of, of blue and red. I know, like, some people, like, are not the biggest fan, but, like, I just think it looks like art. It just looks like art. Like, an artful hand. <laughs> this show is beautiful to look at. Like, every, every shot, they've really done a lot to just, like, make the image as vibrant uh, and as, uh, like, jumpy off the screen as possible. Feels like what a Miss uh, Marvel's. The Kamal Khan's big hands is just reaching out and slapping you in your couch. <laughs> She's getting you. Uh, but we're now in the season of Kamala Khan, so let's dive into it. Let's Welcome back, it. a new rock stars. Miss Marvel is over a little over one week away. I luckily have been able to see the first two episodes this time. But hey, no spoilers here. We're I'm gonna get to some general <laughs> reactions later this show. Not even a, a real review, just some just some overall thoughts to help uh cushion you as you join uh this show. <laughs> to help uh, set the tone, to set the expectations where they really should be. Um, but with all this debate, MT, about how this series changed Kamala Khan's powers, it's really not spoiling anything to tell all of you that the reason they changed it is actually neither because stretchy limbs are too similar to Reed Richards, nor because energy manipulation is closer in power set to Captain Marvel and Monica Rambeau. No, 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 there is a third, deeper, cooler reason why her powers look the way they do, and I'm gonna begin to explain why Kamala, Kamala Khan! Come on. <laughs> this is Inside Marvel, and now that we are staring down the month of June, this is our Miss Marvel after show here at New Rockstars. I'm Eric Voss. Here with me is MT. How you doing, MT? I can't believe it's finally here, my friend. I cannot believe it's finally Miss Marvel season. It's like finally she's in the MCU, and like we're so close, and like I can't wait to see it. You've already seen it. I'm so jealous. What'd you think? Like overall general thoughts? I liked it. I liked it. I was smiling throughout. Uh, I'll, I'll get to some uh, specific uh, thoughts and, and reactions at a uh, later part in the show. Right. So stay with us. Uh, I will get to those. Um, and if I look a little uh, pink, it's not just because I'm blushing over how much I enjoyed the show. It is because uh, I spent all weekend at Star Wars Celebration and it was oh, yeah. Memorial Day weekend Dude, and I was that? outside. So much fun. It was so great meeting everyone, the, the people who said hello and, and, and took a picture either with me or of me uh, or people <laughs> who just kind of gave me a wave. Like it meant so much to me to connect with people and just be able to see all the cool stuff. I went to the Mando right. Plus panel. Uh, I went to the Mandalorian experience where they had a bunch of like they had a, a huge Bantha that uh, talked to me. Uh, they had a Rancor. They had all they had the N one Starfighter. They had all the stuff from the show. It was so cool to see. Wait, it. did they have a Rancor size Rancor? Oh yeah, get oh, out yeah. of they town! Rancor, so I am so jealous. It was so cool. What the hell? It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I ho hopefully I'll be able to go next year though. It's in London, so I don't know if I can make oh, that it's trip. In London. I guess we'll see. Across we will the bond. See. <laughs> well, Miss Marvel premieres next week, Wednesday, June 8th. So in this episode, we're going to give you a preview of everything you need to know headed into Miss Marvel. And I'm going to give you my no-spoiler reaction to the first two episodes at the end of this show. And just so you know, I want a programming note to everyone watching or listening. June's going to get a little sloppy. 
as we try to cover, at the same time, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Miss Marvel, and The Boys all at once. Normally, we don't do that. Normally, we just kind of cover one show at a time. But here, right. we're going to try to do simultaneous weekly coverage for all these shows. Uh, and you know what? New Rockstars is growing. We're going to have to learn to multitask here at this company ahead of September when we're going to have She-Hulk and Andor and House of the Dragon and Rings of Power all at once for right. big shows. And for those of you asking, where's our Stranger Things content? Don't worry. It's coming. It's coming this week. It's just Netflix kind of throws a wrench and all that by dropping all this stuff at once. And we don't have time to watch it all and do it all in one video. It's so much easier when it's just episode by episode. Then we can just kind of all watch it at the same time. So Netflix, if you're listening, join the dark side <laughs> of weekly released content. It's not a race. Join us. <laughs> do it. Do it. Uh, before we talk about Miss Marvel, be sure to go over to NewRockStarsMerch.com for your chance to grab our newest latest obsession shirt, Empire's Most Wanted. It's a limited edition shirt inspired by the new Obi-Wan Kenobi series. When you purchase it, you're going to get the chance to unlock a shout out that will appear on WikiLeaks, our Obi-Wan Kenobi after show. So check out all the new Kenobi merch options from Epic Hero Shop over at NewRockStarsMerch.com. All right, MT, what are we talking about this week? All right, bro. I got to ask you, bro. It's like the biggest question that a lot of people got. How did Miss Kamala Khan really get her superpowers? Yes. So uh, for the first concept art and trailer footage back in November, uh, really one conversation has driven the discourse over the MCU version of Kamala Khan, and that is her powers. Uh, in the comics, Kamala gets hit with a Terrigen Mist that allows her to change her molecular structure so that she can stretch or embiggen her body parts. In the MCU series, they've changed it so that she can manipulate energy into crystalline shapes and shields, floating lily pads. She can make her own arm stretch out or her hand bigger in the, in the way that Green Lantern sort of can with like a, a, right. a coating of energy that changes rather than her actual hand changing mm -hmm. shape. Um, but to understand really what's going on with this change, we got to break down in general what we should really know about the character from the comics going into this series. Uh, so MT, why don't you take it from here? Yeah, so the most influential comic storyline to this series is, of course, Kamala Khan's first solo series, Miss Marvel Volume 3, Number 1, in 2014 by G. Willow Wilson. And Kamala Khan was made a brief cameo as a fangirl in a 2013 Captain Marvel comic, and there was a, such a huge reaction for that character that G. Willow Wilson conceived a new spin-off series for the character. Yeah, and it's a really, really cool series that uh, mm. we highly recommend you check out. Um, so the, the way in, in the backstory of the comics, what's going on here is Thanos has traveled to Earth looking for his son. And that leads mm -hmm. to a conflict between Thanos and Black Bolt that led to Black Bolt detonating a uh, Terrigen bomb that caused the Terrigen mist to spread uh, throughout the tri-state area, including Jersey City. So Kamala Khan's a very big fan of uh, Captain Marvel. She's right. a Pakistani-American teenager living in Jersey City. She's walking around, gets hit with this mist. And this mist is uh, what causes pterogenesis. That's how you make Inhumans in the Marvel right. lore. But uh, Kamala goes into this cocoon where inside she envisions her three favorite Avengers, Captain Marvel, Captain America, and Iron Man. And initially, when she comes out of that cocoon, she actually takes the form of uh, the blonde Carol Danvers. Right. Um, and then while she's in this form, she uses her limb-stretching powers to save the life of the popular girl-slash-bully Zoe Zimmer, but she won't stay a bully. She has a nice change of heart, and it's, and it's beautiful to see her character arc throughout these comics. Um, but then later on, Kamala realizes that she doesn't need to look like Carol Danvers. She can just look like herself and still have these powers. Right. So that's how she ends up left with this, uh, this stretchy ability and a, a bit of a healing power, as many superheroes have. They have, like, rapid mm -hmm. healing. 
Yes. It's a good thing to have when you're punching bad guys. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Um, and of course, this 2014 Kamala Khan storyline was a major success for Marvel Comics, or else we wouldn't be here right now talking about right. this. Um, and largely because of the characterization of Kamala, her sense of humor, her Pakistani American Muslim heritage, her perspective as a fan observer of the Avengers, which is a very important perspective because that's what we are. We are fans. So, like, we right. love seeing things through her eyes. Um, and oh, she yeah. would quickly join the Avengers, team up with the Wolverine, the, the the grumpiest man of all time, and then team up with the champions, which included Miles Morales, Sam Alexander Nova, Amadeus Cho Hulk, uh, Vision's daughter Vivian, who is great, and a time-displaced Cyclops. Yeah, it's a really fun ragtag team of, uh, of young Avengers, but they are not the young Avengers necessarily. That's a, yes. that's a different team so in fun. the MCU. We'll see. Maybe Kamala Khan will join some kind of mix of these groups uh, with a lot of different members of it. Uh, but one thing readers and players of the game that has Kamala Khan as a point of view character really relate to about Kamala Khan's stretchy limbs is that for them, it serves as a metaphor for puberty, like parts mm. of your body awkwardly growing out of proportion <laughs> with other parts, so true. dealing with that awkwardness and learning how to own it. You could say it's similar to Sam Raimi's take on Spider-Man, the webbing mm. being uh, like excreted from his right. wrists. Yeah, I think it's meant to be gross. Bro, I and then you learn to be okay with that grossness. Actually put the two those two together, but you're so 1000% right. Like Kamala's powers, when she first gets them, it's very puberty-like. And like, it's just, yeah. and like, I feel like a lot of teens, especially, like, you know, people who used to be teens like me a long time ago, um, it was, uh, it, it really just feels like what is happening to me. Like my body's betrayed, like everything feels weird. So like. Yeah, yeah. It's such a puberty story. But yeah, in the in the MCU, Kamala Khan is confirmed to return in the Marvels, aka Captain Marvel 2, alongside Brie Larson, Carol Danvers, and Tayona Paris, Monica Rambo in July 2023. Yeah, and I think uh some of the MCU cynics may look at that future team up and then just kind of conclude, well, that must be why they're doing what they're doing. They they look at all these characters being introduced as really cogs in a machine as opposed to uh, characters on their own journeys with their own character development arcs. I think we have to remember, though, in these Disney Plus shows, we're going to be spending six episodes with this person, and we're going to get to know the person on a more intimate level than we have right. uh, a lot of the characters in the movies. Um, and I think it's fair to assume that, uh, you know, if if her powers are now looking just cosmic, generally cosmic, that that does seem a bit more similar to, uh, to Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, and um, Monica Rambeau, Photon, but we don't fully know how their powers work. Even coming out right. of a, the, the Captain Marvel film, it was caused by a light speed engine cosmic radiation from an infinity stone, but it wasn't exactly the Tesseract. It was like power derived from the Tesseract. Right. Um, and then we have no idea what's going on with Photon. We just know that when she passed through the hex wall of Westview, it, it powered her up. Um, also, some people are saying that Marvel Studios maybe just wanted to avoid similarity to Reed Richards. Mm. And I, I get why you might make that conclusion, but Marvel has never actually said that. In fact, here's what Kevin Feige told Empire. Let's read his quote. He said, we adapt the comics. It's not an exact translation. Mm. Kamala came about in a very specific time within the comic book continuity. She is now coming into a very specific time within the MCU continuity. And those two things didn't match. What we will learn about where those powers come from and how they come about is specific to the MCU. You will see great comic splash panels in some of our action sequences. If you want big giant hands and arms, well, they're here in spirit, if not in stretchy plastic type ways. Mm. So reading that, my question is, 
What does Kevin Feige mean by, quote, a very specific time within the MCU continuity and stretchy limbs not matching with that? And there's a few explanations we can look at. A quick one that I want to dismiss is that stretchy limbs are too similar to Reed Richards. I don't think Kevin Feige would care if Kamala Khan's stretchy limbs are too similar to Reed Richards' stretchy limbs. He already brought in Reed Richards in Multiverse of Madness and did away with him quickly. If we had another character who was like Miss Incredible, you know, I, I don't think Helen Parr, I, I don't think they would really care <laughs> just because Marvel Studios has redundant power sets all over the place. And it doesn't, uh, it doesn't diminish any other character. If anything, they love it when they bring back redundant powers. So like how many super soldiers do we have in the MCU? Like Not they love to make every hero and villain come from the same kind of power set, Cap versus Red Skull. They were both different versions of super soldiers. Bucky was a super soldier in the second one of those movies. Uh, Thor and Loki and Valkyrie and Jane now are all as guardians, similar power sets. We have Hulk and a She-Hulk, similar power sets, right? So we have multiple sorcerers in the MCU with pretty much the same power sets. Uh, so I think it'd be okay to have multiple stretchy people. Uh, but if, uh, and also, indeed, if this were true, that Marvel was worried about this at all, you would think that Marvel Studios would want to make Kamala Powers different from Carol and Monica, not similar, as you're true. saying that they are. Um, like, I think they'd be worried about Kamala having the similar power sets. So one possible explanation is that this is actually what they want, is that Kamala Khan's powers will come from the same kind of origin as Captain Marvel. So if I were to try, if you were to press me to try to explain Captain Marvel's powers, it's some combination of Kree technology, Kree tech, I guess maybe Skrull tech, you know, cosmic tech between these two alien races, and then cosmic radiation, and then cosmic radiation coming from an infinity stone, from the Tesseract, the space stone. Um, or what we saw with Monica Rambeau, Photon, which is currently unknown. We don't know what happened to her when she was an astronaut for S.W.O.R.D., but, uh, and this would have been before the blip. But in her case, it's some mix of cosmic radiation because she passed through the hex wall, which is made up of CMBR, cosmic microwave background radiation. And it's something else extraterrestrial as, as an astronaut. Uh, we don't fully know yet what her backstory was. She was touched by E.T. right on the yes. nose. <laughs> right on the nose. And it works. Um, but uh, again, I have seen the first two episodes. I, I'm not going to discuss the origins of their powers because that isn't even fully answered in the first two episodes. So I couldn't even spoil it, even if I wanted to. Right. Uh, but just going by the trailer footage alone, we could derive a lot of this. Her powers seem to come from these bracelet cuffs. And uh, these cuffs may have an alien origin. They might be Kree designs. We don't really know yet. But I think the missing, but I think we're all missing the context within which Kamala finds these cuffs. They're hidden in her own family's attic. These are artifacts tied to her own family history. They might be alien originally, but that part of it is not as important as the way they represent her Pakistani heritage. Uh, and I think that is going to be the key thing we explore. I think the creators behind this show chose that, uh, saw that maybe superpower, superpowers as a metaphor for puberty is already kind of done with things like Sam Raimi, Spider-Man, and Shazam. Uh, we have an opportunity here to view superpowers as they intersect with uh, a young Pakistani American's family history. And I think that is a very interesting direction to go. Um, and when you think about Kevin Feige's quote, what that means, a very specific time in MCU continuity, uh, <laughs> I don't think he's referring to rainbow colored cosmic whatever. We don't, is that really the, the, the period we're now in, in, in the MCU timeline? We don't know what that is, that kind of like, 
cosmic energy that I'm manipulating. And it, it's all super vague. I don't think Kevin Feige's like eager to make that the definitive symbol and the definitive theme of this era. I think what he's referring to, MT, is religion. What we believe, mm. whom we pray to. And when you think about it, we're all wondering what direction MCU Phase 4 is going. Look at the titles. Eternals, Moon Knight, Thor Love and Thunder, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. To an extent, the Darkhold and Multiverse of Madness. All of these titles are about spirituality, belief systems, afterlives, sacred texts, gods. In Kamala Khan's world, as a devout Muslim teenager, well, I don't know how devout she is personally, but her family's very devout, fits perfectly into that. So whatever origin this series gives those cuffs, again, I still do not know originally how they got in, into her family's attic, but I think their importance will be tied to the faith of her Pakistani Muslim family. And just to be clear here, I am not saying that the MCU is going to depict Allah or the Prophet Muhammad seated alongside Zeus in Love and Thunder. I think that <laughs> would be pretty problematic in a lot of ways. Uh, but I do think whatever magic or tech is in these bracelets is at least activated or connected to Kamala's religious beliefs. Uh, and I think we're going to learn how everybody who is a, who prays, everyone who believes who is a devout anything in this universe uh, has a certain kind of power uh, has a, mm -hmm. is unlocks a, a certain kind of ability uh, that takes a different form depending on who you are and whom you pray to. Um, but that's going to be a core part of, of uh, human identity is having something to believe in or someone to believe in. I really like that connection that you made. Like, cause like you're so, you're really right. Cause like this phase is very spiritual based and it's very like, religious -y in a way with like especially with moon Knight. this is so true and like i feel like faith is going to be a huge part of like the way this next phase moves and like um especially with kamala khan and like her own like not just with her faith in like her religion but like also just a faith in herself and i feel like um like believing in yourself is going to be a huge theme of this show and like um i feel like that there, there's going to be that connection between like belief in yourself maybe like a spiritual belief that like you know is going to carry this face forward is probably just going to carry the show forward so I, I really love that connection I, re I never made that uh like connection before it's it's because it's so true and i i think the mcu's not going to be so bold as uh saying a major world religion is now has some kind of like fictional counterpart in the mcu no i'm not saying that because up until mm -hmm. now all the religions that they've kind of adopted are either really really old mythology style ones like norse mythology or egyptian right. mythology uh or like wakandan mythology and right. you don't have like active uh, uh, churches right now who are <laughs> praying to to those kind of belief systems, whereas Islam is obviously massive across the world. Right. So um, I don't think they're doing that. But I think what they're saying is that uh, the things that are important to you and your spiritual beliefs, um, when uh, these kind, this kind of magic or this kind of technology makes a connection with you, uh, it allows what is in your heart to dictate what your reality is. We've talked about that a lot, MT, with uh, with like Wanda Maximoff, with people who can manipulate reality around right. them, with, uh, with the quantum realm, even. Quantum right. realm has that kind of like thought dictates reality uh, essence to it. And that is directly from the pages of uh, Kamala Khan's 2014 arc with G. Wilson. Like that, when she goes in that cocoon, it really is just what's in her mind. And then that ends up, it's like a wish fulfillment aspect. Yeah. Um, but the MCU's challenge to do that in a different way that we haven't seen before. It can't just be Shazam, right? It can't just be Spider-Man. It can't right. just be like a kid 
it needs to be something that is specific to her. And I think the shape of this magic or this energy, this cosmic energy, it is cosmic in nature, of course. Mm. The fact that it is like uh, tactile, it is crystalline, but it's still right. brittle. It can still be shot at and crumbled, you know? Uh, I think that's going to be something specific to her family history. Mm. Like, I'm wondering with the Kevin Feige quote, like, in regards to, like, the MCU not being there, or, like, at the specific time or whatever he was saying, like, I, I wonder if he's referring to, like, the Terrigen Bomb, like you were bringing up earlier. Because, like, I, I wonder if that's going to be introduced into the MCU eventually. But Kevin Feige's like, we haven't got to the bomb yet. So because we haven't got to the bomb, here are these beautiful powers. Enjoy them for now. And then later we'll get really stretchy and weird and have a big hand like you like you like them. But like, I wonder yeah. if we're going to get that bomb because be, I would love to see because like that was Maybe. one of my favorite parts in that whole. And I think story. we are ready for Terrigen Mist in the MCU. If yes. we're ready for all the other crap that they're putting in these shows and in these <laughs> movies, I think we're ready for that, too. Like, come on. How many years is like the Marvel franchise really going to be relevant? Just start cashing in on it all. Right. Like, <laughs> And then you can heighten it from other places from there. I don't know. That's my biggest gripe with the MCU right now is like, we're not ready for mutants yet. <laughs> We've been ready for mutants for like 10 years. <laughs> it's so true. We're always ready for mutants. <laughs> what are we not ready for mutants? What are we waiting for? Like, just, just, you could have uh, gotten, you could have doubled your Disney Plus subscribers if you just announced an Aurora Monroe Storm series at Disney Plus Day back in November. Just mm. don't even give a release date. Just say, we're doing Storm. And then everyone's like, I'm going to subscribe <laughs> because X Men are here now. And Storm is awesome. Like, it's why true. are they waiting? Well, like, yes, please. Oh, thank you for announcing uh, uh, an Echo series. Great. Okay, cool. I, I like Echo, but, like, you have a ton of really cool characters <laughs> who do a lot for a lot of fans. Uh, anyway, um, but uh, the I think the thing with Kamala Khan's powers, I really, I'm not so attached because I was not a teenager when I was reading those right. uh, Kamala Khan comics. So I, I didn't necessarily need, like, uh, her hands to be able to stretch or whatever. And it looks like from trailer footage, she has a big hand. She has a big fist. We're, you know, he's right. They're there in spirit. And I think when he says in spirit, I there might be a double meaning there, right? Mm. Like, <laughs> I think what he's getting at here is that it is about one's, uh, one's spirit, one's soul. And I think that's going to be the link with all these things. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm enjoying the series just fine. So far, it's All not. Right. It's That's not what good the show to know. Is. I was, I was like yeah. very interested to hear your thoughts because, like, I was like, is it good? Is it actually good? So, like, I'm glad that you, you had a good time with it. Well, I'm going to give you some uh, slightly more specific takes on this in just Ooh. a moment. Yes. Uh, but first, I want to thank some friends who helped us make this episode. Thank you to Helix Sleep for sponsoring this episode. With all this mm. great new content coming out, it is important that both MT and I get a great night's sleep so that we can be well rested enough to spot all the Easter eggs, the hidden details. And that's why I'm glad to have a Helix mattress. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and your sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. And mattress is great for final alignment to prevent morning aches and pains both mt and i have helix mattresses we love them so just go to helixsleep.com slash inside marvel take their two minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life they have a 10-year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free they'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it it's probably why helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by gq and wired magazine helix is offering up to 200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash inside marvel again that's helixsleep.com slash inside marvel also, we want to thank Raycon for sponsoring this episode. I prefer to watch all my shows on the biggest TV I can. 
But when I have to watch content on the go, I'm so glad to have some Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. These earbuds stay put and feel comfortable. Raycons offer three sound profiles to match what you're listening to, plus noise isolation and awareness mode so that you can choose to be immersed in sound or be able to hear your surroundings when you need to. Raycons are perfect for getting great sound on the go. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Then when you need charge, it's super easy. You can do it wirelessly. With Raycons, you get the same quality audio as other premium audio brands, but at half the price. And Raycons Everyday Earbuds have over 49,000 five-star reviews. Check out Raycon's wireless earbuds for yourself. Go to buyraycon.com slash marvel today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash marvel to score 15% off buyraycon.com slash marvel. All right, MT, back to Miss Marvel. I want to give you my reaction to watching this. Yes, I want to hear it, bro. Like, what you think? I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody, um, and I'm not even going to give you a full review because technically Disney's review embargo is still in effect until next week. But I can give you some general thoughts on this show Um, just to uh, help you frame how to go into this show. I think it's helpful to have that, you know, Mm. no spoilers, of course, but just like, what can I expect? So in many ways, Miss Marvel is going to diverge from the MCU formula because the look and the tone are just so much closer to Scott Pilgrim in Turning Red. Yes, Turning Red, I love Scott two Pilgrim. Two movies that I really liked. Um, it uh, It is a teenage coming of age story uh, and the way it connects with being a superhero. So it is similar in a lot of ways to uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, the, the Tom mm-hmm. Holland MCU movies. It's about a, a high school kid trying to grapple with being a superhero. Um, All the Spider-Man movies really deal with this. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, there's a lot of uh, parallels with that. Uh, There's also movies like Shazam we mentioned before. There's a lot of that, Wish Fulfillment, you know? Uh, But if there's still any part of you that is connected with your high school self, either your own memories that you're still like trying to figure out, uh, (laughs) or maybe if you have younger siblings or kids or relatives, uh, if you yourself are a teenager, um, I, really, I think anyone should be able to relate with this. I, I don't get the complaint like, oh, I, I couldn't relate with it because I'm not a kid myself. Like, uh, it's just super charming. Like, right. I think if, if you <laughs> have any kind of connection with this is like a genre of story of, of kids going through. If you as an adult watch the Harry Potter movies and watch kids going through this, you can right. connect with a, a child. We were all kids ourselves at one point. So right. it's either going to be nostalgic for us uh, or it's going to be humorous for us. We should all be able to relate with it. I think the only people who are going to have trouble relating with it are people who are younger than being in high school. If you're like six right. or seven or eight, it might be hard for you to connect with this, which I don't know. I had older siblings as a six, seven and eight year old and watched teenage shows and movies. I watched Dawson's Creek when I was nine years old and found a way to connect with it. So I think you can connect, connect with this. Um, I understand if you may not be in the mood for a teenage angst, I think. what you see in the trailer is what you're going to get in the show. And as with the trailer, your mileage may vary with the show. Um, But, uh, you know, if it's not you, if you are not in the mood to connect with teenage angst, I totally get it. But just don't turn around and tell me that you love Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse because those (laughs) movies are at their heart. Teenage angst movies, they're all kind of age things. They hit the same beats. Uh, And I think Miss Marvel is wholesome and hilarious and such a delight to watch. And I, and I, I hope that everyone really loves it. Um, and yes, we touched on in the first half of the episode, how much the show goes into what it means to be a, uh, a teenager who comes from a Pakistani American, uh, Muslim family that, uh, that goes to a mosque and prays and then deals with like the, the community 
<laughs> within the community. Like the, uh, there's just like a lot of fun world building there. Uh, and you get a sense of it. it. It's educational in a lot of ways. It's eye-opening in a lot of ways. And I really, really appreciated that about it. I, I love to watch shows uh, about people who are just different from the world I come from. I think it's right. just very enlightening. And it's uh, it's just wonderful. I, I try to watch shows. It's just less like boring. That. Like, why do you want to watch right. things that you're like, only you are familiar with? Like, why would you do that? Like, it just looks so I much mean, hey. fun. I love both, right? So right. I watched uh, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel this weekend, A Different World. I watched Top Gun Maverick this weekend, very much mm. loved that. And I come from a, a Navy pilot family. It Ooh. was the world I came from, and I love that <laughs> as well. So I get, you know, things that you can connect with more. Yeah. Uh, I like that. But another thing that I think is obvious from the trailers, uh, and again, not spoiling anything here, is just how much the series embraces fandom as a concept. Mm. And I think this is the case more than any other MCU title. This series explores what it means to be a fan of the Avengers and it places it within the MCU. And I think it's really cool because it explores both sides of it, the wild escapism, but also the limits of one's individuality by being too obsessed with things like cosplay. Right. Um, and I think cosplay can be a great way to show your individuality, but I think if like, it becomes your world too much and these fictional universes or these other people who are not yourself, if that's the only thing that you have, I think it can be a hole that you get trapped in. I think it helps to have a nice balance. I think it's a really cool escapism to have, to be, uh, to love a franchise, but it also can show the limits and, and sometimes the frustrations, the burdens of being like too obsessed with things like cosplay, right? Mm -hmm. Like. You don't, uh, it, it's a, inherently a mask and people love your costume, but they don't necessarily love you underneath. Right. So if uh, it's like, it's in a fun way, the issues that like Spider-Man has to deal with, like they love the, the Spider-Man or they hate the Spider-Man. They just don't know the person underneath the mask. Mm -hmm. So it, uh, it's a fun character arc for Kamala to have to go through, to have to figure out who she is underneath this costume. And, uh, and is she just a Captain Marvel fangirl or is she her own superhero? I think that's I, I really the art. love that. Like, I never really thought about, like, imagine cosplaying somebody in real life, like somebody that actually exists, that's actually a hero. I feel like that changes your psyche. That changes, like, because, like, when, when people cosplay, it's like, all right, Batman, he's not real. He's from a comic book. But, like, if Captain Marvel is flying around actually saving people and, like, you're dressing up as her, that's going to, like, make you not want to be yourself almost. So, like, I never really thought about it from that perspective. Yeah. It's like she's cosplaying be a like, real person. It'd be like cosplaying like LeBron or cosplaying as your favorite like celebrity or something like it's that. So right? It's so true. It's so true. Cosplaying as Chris Hemsworth instead of cosplaying as Thor, right? <laughs> that that is what it is in this world. So it's basically it's a little weird to see. Uh, I think it's uh, you know the boys explores this a lot, like these right, superheroes right. as celebrities in the world and what that would mean. And it's weird uh, to to see people cosplaying as these mm. figures when they're just like real life people who actually exist. They're not escapist fictional characters that people just find a connection with and want to express that through cosplay. Uh, so it's a little weird to see people cosplaying as these people in the within the MCU. I don't know if right. people would do it the same way, but obviously people do. And so Kamala's figuring out like when she has this, uh, this ability to power up, like does she need to just be uh, like a replicant of, of Carol Danvers? No, she doesn't need to be. She can be her own thing. And I think that's yeah. what she's discovering on the show. And I, I think it's really cool to explore those themes, what it means to be a fandom. And as Marvel YouTubers, I mean, I feel seen watching the show. <laughs> 
Because we have learned in interviews that uh, the actress who plays Kamala Khan, Iman Vellani, is herself a major Marvel nerd. She keeps a notebook filled with MCU trivia and questions and just like <laughs> factoids about the MCU. And uh, and Sagar, who plays Kamala's older brother, Amir, actually, we've chatted a few times in real life. I saw him at the Multiverse of Madness premiere. What? I think Facebook friends. I'm not really sure. We, he, he's a friend of a friend through like uh, the UCB comedy scene in L.A., uh, and we chatted a couple times. He confirmed to me that Iman watches new Rockstars videos. Iman, what? if you're watching, what? great job on, on Miss Marvel. Iman, you're a delight. Hello. You're wonderful. Hello. Thank Hopefully you Hopefully we can us. get, uh, I think we're going to try to get some of these uh, actors on the show if we can. Please. Uh, on the channel. Iman, if you um, want to come on the show, we will like love to anytime. have you. We'll move heaven and earth. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really anyone from the show. Yes. Anyway, we can. love you all. Um, but, uh, but you can totally see when you watch the show how Kamala, the character, absolutely exists in a world where Marvel YouTube theories just run wild. Mm. So, like, it almost feels like we're about to get referenced when you watch the show. Oh, my God. Are I would throw up in happiness. Yeah. <laughs> I would be like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, in addition to the, uh, or, or no, it almost feels like when uh, uh, Jimmy Woo wrote Hexagons. On the on the dry erase board, right? It's like, mm. he, is he watching our videos? When did they add that in? <laughs> like, it's kind of creepy. Or in Loki episode five, when a classic Loki said, like, basically his backstory was exactly a theory we talked about on this channel. Like, That's it just true. feels like the worlds are are overlapping now, and it's Bro. kind of exciting, <laughs> terrifying but exciting. Bro, if I see like an Eric Voss sticker like on Miss Marvel's binder or something, I'm gonna freak out. <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. Um, so I just think in addition to all the important conversations that are happening on this series, like uh, obviously what it means to be a Pakistani American Muslim and the representation that we can all learn from uh, by having this character now in the MCU. Obviously, that's going to be an important theme on the show. But I also just think it's conversation about Marvel fandom is going to be one that I think we're all going to feel sharp pangs of familiarity from. And I think it's going to be something we absolutely should explore and talk more about. Um, but uh, I'll leave it there for now. I, I don't want to. I don't want to say too much about the plot and what happens yes. on this show. I think it's it's a fun thing for you to discover yourself. Um, so we'll leave it there for this episode of Inside Marvel. But uh, next week on Wednesday, bright and early, MT and I are going to have our reactions to uh, episode one here on here on the channel in our Inside Marvel after show. So uh, just so you know, we're going to be doing simultaneous content for Miss Marvel and for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, the fact that I think I'm gonna be able to get MT to be able to see episode one a little early, we should be able to get the uh, Inside Marvel, uh, Miss Marvel reaction up first thing next Wednesday, Wednesday the 8th. Uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi Wookiee Leaks reaction will come out a little bit later in the day because we don't get that right away, Tommy and I don't. We, we get it when you guys do. So yeah, we're, we're gonna figure it all out. You're gonna get all your content. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think, I think we have a big enough team now to where we can handle it all. So, but if Marvel, Marvel, if you want to move those one of those uh, shows to a different day, it'd be great. <laughs> we won't complain. We won't complain. Uh, great. So, don't forget to check out our many great merch options over at NewRockStarsMerch.com. Follow me at EA Boss. Follow MT at Mastertainment. Subscribe to Inside Marvel wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for watching. We'll see you yes. next week. Bye bye. Love you guys. Bye.